Hi, I'm Morgan Gibbons, a writer, storyteller, and performer in Washington, D.C. Every few weeks, I'm going to bring you a story that explores the countless moments and connections we all share. Moments that often go untold because they might not fit who we are, who we believe ourselves to be, or where we think we're going. These stories will last no more than 15 minutes, and our story this week is called Balance. I stepped onto the escalator, leaned heavily against the rail as it ushered me up, berating myself for having foolishly agreed to a show without checking my calendar first. It went like this in waves, cycles of interaction followed by the famine of replenishing retreat. And it was always my fault. Always I would push myself to exhaustion, dig a hole in the pit of myself and keep going until I lost sight of the entrance. Until I lost sight of all the reasons I might have said, yes. Until I curled up, shunning contact, refusing all attempts at social interaction, at succeeding, and could think only of the reasons to say, no. It was almost time to curl up again, one foot hovering over the brink, teetering off balance. The escalator reached the top and I had no choice but to step wearily from the metallic step. Watch as it was swallowed up at the lip of the earth, cycling back down to begin its Sisyphean journey once again. The sun was just beginning its descent, winking behind buildings, the hazy glow against shop windows seemed to nearly muffle the sounds of rush hour traffic. The honking horns, the exasperated sighs of those who just wanted to get home, all softened in the hour between the sun bidding farewell and the flaring on of streetlights. Wondered briefly, as I began unzipping my hoodie, beads of sweat dotting my forehead, trekking down my back, Wondered if this was as close as the sun could get to hugging us. If the warm haze of dusk was its own blazing. I love you. Its promise to return. Wanted desperately for it to take me with it. To let me sleep in the shadow of its goodbye. To lay there in the cool darkness until it gently roused me from my slumber with a kiss upon my brow. I pulled out my phone. Searching for the venue address, promised myself that I wouldn't do another show until the new year, until the exhaustion that lay upon me, a near-constant companion like a second skin, had been scrubbed away. Straight sense! Get your straight sense! The man stood at the entrance to the metro, waving one newspaper in the air, a banner of self-publication, a way for the unhoused to feed themselves clutched the others to his slender frame, his dark brown eyes darting from face to face as others poured forth from the man-made cavern beneath the earth, waiting patiently for acknowledgement, waiting to be seen, but we flowed past him as though he were a ghost, a contagion that we instinctively avoided, a disease that could only afflict us if we paid attention. He caught my eye and I quickly averted mine, ducked my head. Brother, you need street sense. It's the latest issue, hot off the presses. 
He moved towards me and I stepped away. Too tired to be bothered, blurted out my easiest and most trusted excuse. Nope, I don't carry cash. Sorry. Tried to ignore all the times I could have taken out an extra five dollars with the purchase. Ashamed of myself for no longer doing so. There had been a time when I would keep money in my pockets. Crumpled dollars that meant nothing to me. Quarters that I would surely lose if they weren't given away. Kept them for just these moments. But I had stopped. Had taken to looking away more than seeing. To ignoring even when their voices cut through the sound in my earbuds. Even when there was no sound for their voices to cut through. At all. Didn't know when I had grown so cold. Or how long it had taken me to forget. Change. Shook my head, clearing away cobwebs of shame, remembered as I moved to walk away the forgotten ten left by my fiancé that I'd grabbed from the table as I left for work that morning, for a lunch I'd never bought. Actually, yeah, uh, I'll take a paper. His eyes flicked to the ten, back at me. That could get you five papers. You need five? How about, um, I'll take the one and you can keep the change. You're sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, wait, wait, let me show you. He began flicking rapidly through the paper, quickly scanning every page before stopping with a satisfied sigh. This one's me. I wrote this one right here about properly setting up speakers in your house, like the music speakers so you can hear everything real good. Make sure you read that one. Want me to tell you how to set up speakers? I opened my mouth to say no. Heard. All right, why not? Come tumbling out instead. So you need at least three. It's supposed to be an entire body experience. When I was a kid, his eyes slid slowly shut. A smile began to move across his face as he tilted his head back towards the ever-darkening sky. My father brought this record of a train on tracks. Sounded like the train was headed right towards you. I could feel the rumble in my chest. Made my heart loo-loo, skip to my loo. The whistle as it approached and I swear I could feel the wind as the train flew past. The fading whistle. He lowered his head again, his eyes flickering open, face collapsing as the reality of the world roared up to meet him, flinging him from the past to the now. The child he had once been forced back into retreat, the joy that had lit him anew fading into the darkness of the present. He coughed, ran a hasty finger beneath his eyes. If you set them up right, It'll be like that. The, uh, <laughs> the article will tell you how. All about balance. Striking the right balance and everything. I nearly laughed as he spoke of it, but didn't have the time. Was now late to the show. Still off balance. Wave goodbye. I'm here every Friday. Same time. I didn't turn back in acknowledgement. Rode up out of the earth the following week looking for him, 
waited until the sky grew dark, until the city hummed with the electric activity of the approaching weekend. Wanted to tell him his article was great, that I could feel the love he had for his father, for sound, for what it could do for a person bleeding through the words on the page. But he never showed. I climbed back onto the escalator, disappeared into the chasm in the ground. I didn't look for him again. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dispatches. I'll be back soon with another story for all of you. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and tell at least one person about the show. Reviews are fantastic, but word of mouth is kind of where it's at. Though I'd absolutely appreciate a review. Make sure you subscribe to Dispatches on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at DispatchesPod, or send an email to districtdispatches at gmail.com. Until then, be well and know that stories are all around you. This episode was written and produced by me, Morgan Gibbons, and the music was provided by Ryan Little.